0: The following program is brought to you by Christy Stratton, Accredited Divorce Coach.
1: So many people are affected by divorce at some point in their lives. It can be a lonely and challenging time of life, but it doesn't have to be. Whether you or a loved one is considering divorce going through it, or coming out of it, the Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton is here to be your go-to educational, informational, and inspirational resource for those touched by divorce. Christy has been there, and now she's here to walk the path with you as a certified divorce coach and as your thinking partner. Her guest will bring you important insight and information, helping you make better decisions through and beyond the process, inspiring you to be your best self for you and your family, all giving you hope and reassurance that you'll be okay. The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton starts now. And here's your host, Christy
2: Stratton. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Divorce Coaching Hour. I'm so very happy that you are here with us today. If this is the first time you are joining us, a very, very special welcome to you. And if you are back with us again this week, as always, a very special welcome to you as well. This show is for those considering divorce in the midst of it and coming out of it, and also for friends and family of those divorcing it can be an overwhelming life event for everyone involved. You know, we're not here to coach you to get a divorce. Some think we are. And we're not here to give you legal advice. We're not attorneys. But what we are here to do is to walk the path with you, no matter where that may lead. And in fact, friends, if what you hear on this show leads you to decide not to divorce, well, then we've done our job well and continue to catch the show each week because we will continue to expand on that idea. My guests and I are here to help you make better decisions in this time and beyond, to provide you information and resources, to give you ideas about how to be your best self in a time that can bring out your worst. And folks, we want to give you hope. We really do. And uh finances. I'm gonna say that word, and you're like, wait. Finances, hope, what? <laughs> yep, that's what we're going to be talking about now. Don't don't get all worried about that. Don't run away. I know some of you might hear that word and think, "Oh my gosh, um, that's challenging, that's frustrating, that's boring." And what does that have to do with divorce? Well, stay with us. You will want to hear what we have to say today, and you will find that it's not boring or frustrating, and in fact. What you will learn will make you excited and empowered by what you hear, and you will learn how very critical finances are as a part of divorce and folks, we've been talking about recovery as a part of divorce uh, as well, and these finances are a they're a huge part of recovery and if you've been listening, you've heard that we've defined this uh, uh, recovery is kind of a return to health and uh, we've been talking about uh, this return to health in any phase of the divorce that you've that you are in considering in the midst are coming out and there's a component of finances with that and so these episodes that I've I'm referencing with regards to this return to health, this recovery. If you haven't uh, heard them, I really encourage you to go back and check them out. You can easily, easily access them on the Divorce Coaching Hour. Just scroll to the middle of the page and click listen to the podcast. Super easy. Now, on to today. Those finances as a part of that recovery, that return to health. And friends, today we will specifically talk about you and who you will be financially when this is all over. And yes, I'm referring to divorce and financially. In divorce, finances are a huge component to the dissolution of a marriage, and they are something we must intentionally focus on in the process, not only today, but into the future. And I get it. This may not be easy, but we are here to hopefully help you uh, find it easier and make it hopefully Make it easier for you. And how are we how are we gonna do that? You you're probably wondering, right? Guess what? I've got the secret ingredient, friends. In two words. Hirsch sermon. But really. <laughs> 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 He's laughing. Hirsch Sermon. It's so much more than two words. He is a friend of the show and a CPA former money manager. He's a financial coach, and he helps make things easier. And you know what? He's been there, too. He's been through divorce, and so in part, he understands what you're going through, yeah. uh, just like me having been through a divorce. In part, everything's unique. Every divorce is unique, but in part, we understand the flight, fight, or freeze that you're going through. And he also brings so much acumen to this situation and supporting you where you are with your finances related to divorce Uh, you know or even in general I mean he works with people that who aren't just in the middle of divorce Uh, um, I'm not any longer and he's working with me so there you go so without further ado I know you guys are waiting for it let's get into today's topic uh, who you will be financially when this is all over so Hirsch Welcome. My secret ingredient. The secret ingredient. Welcome. I
3: I am always thrilled to be on your show. But boy, uh, you know, if I'm ever down, I'm just going to listen to this intro and uh, it will boost me right up. I, I really appreciate being here. Thank you so much.
2: Well, it's fun, and I know that uh, you now have a show, too, and I was recently a guest on that show, and uh, so congratulations on that. And, you know, it's really about just getting out there. Um, I know you and I have talked about this before, the work that we do to share this information that we have uh, me sharing the secret ingredient of you and you yeah. sharing what I do with people out there. We're just trying to get out there and help people because we know how challenging it is and how um, stressful it can be. And especially when you don't really understand what's going on and finances can be a little boggling of the mind. You do make it easier. So, you know, I've thrown this out there. Who will you be financially when this is all over? You know, Hirsch, to you, what does this question even mean?
3: <laughs> it's a great question. And quite honestly, it's a question every single person should ask themselves before they're going through a divorce, while they're going through a divorce, after they're going through a divorce. Uh, and even if you have never experienced a divorce, quite honestly, uh, it, it's very, very important to understand who you are financially. In fact, you know, you know this. Um, Because of the work I've done, I actually created a program for people called Who Am I Financially? Because we lose ourselves, and and very often we divide the labor of a marriage. Some people, you know, whether it's doing the home uh, upkeep, other people do the finances. And so often we lose and don't understand who we are financially, and that in itself can be dangerous going through a divorce because what do I ask for? You know, what do I need? Uh, These are all questions that play in, and part of that is, Emotional, part of that's financial, but I will say always, you know, your personal finances are as much about the emotions associated with your finances as the finances themselves. No one wants to go through being scared or emotionally. Uh, you know, white knuckling it, if I can call it that, you know. So we should always be looking ahead, though. What are we trying to accomplish? How are we trying to live our lives? And those don't sound like financial questions very often, but often they need to be supported or the answers need to be supported financially, right? So going through a divorce, especially, you know, the earlier you are in the process, the better it is to start planning. And things are going to change. Um, Generally, you're going to have about the same amount of income. And you're going to have two households now that need to live off that same income. So part of the who am I going to become financially needs to also be, you know, what kind of a life, what is important to me, what are my priorities, and how do I include those while I know I've got to scale back on certain things. So your word intentionally was incredibly important, and you do. You need to be very deliberate and intentional in going through this to know how am I going to live my life at the end of this, what does this mean, and what's it going to look like, because sometimes you need that hope that it's going to be okay, and it really can be okay, but the more you plan, the better it's going to be.
2: Yes, so much in there. And you know what? It uh, brings me to something that I, I believe that I say quite often. I learned it as I was specializing in coaching and through the years of coaching is we often come to some sort of help, meaning help a counselor, help a coach, help a CPA. What, we come to that with a what, uh, and what do I mean right. by that? I mean, okay, uh, what do I do? <laughs> what you know, I this is the what I am needing your help on, right? But right, as we work with a skilled coach, we often find the who beyond 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 that, right? And what you had said there is, in divorce, we can tend to lose ourselves, and so if we've lost ourselves, and we're having to make all these decisions we don't know the who behind it and what he or she wants, what he or she needs. And what I'll offer up is oftentimes because we're hit in divorce with so much, um, so many critical uh, decisions that need to be made immediately. We are in a very quick decision mode and we don't look towards the future. And you said, uh, um, you said this, and, and I'll begin to wrap this up as we go into this segment, yeah. two already. But we're looking ahead, asking ourselves. That was another key point I heard you say, Hirsch. Asking ourselves questions. Okay, so what kind of life do I want now? Uh, and, right. and so in doing that, we actually have to know the who, right? We have to know who is this person who may have been lost. and right. What does this person who may have been lost want in the future? And so time, so many off. easy for me to say, so often we stop short of that. Um, Real quickly, thoughts on that, Hirsch?
3: Absolutely. You know, I know you've got an exercise with your clients that you do. I do a similar one, a little bit differently, in identifying what are your values? What are your real priorities? Because that's what you want in your life. You want to live your values, and you want to have the things that are, you know, your priorities in there that are so important. And so that becomes your groundwork of looking forward, if you can identify that. Sometimes we've lost that. And so we do need to set those goals. We need to balance our short-term and our long-term goals. We need to put it in the time or in the framework of what are we currently living and what do we want the landscape to look like differently at the end of it. And you and I both have many exercises to help people get through that but you know it's not it's like emotional recovery if you want to look at financial recovery right who do i want to become what do i want it to look like well the same happens in the financial situation as well it does and
2: we are going to continue to break that down a little bit more we're going to understand the why behind that so you guys stay tuned her sermon here with us we are talking about who will i be financially when this is all over Achieving the best outcome in divorce can be extremely tough when alcohol abuse is part of the process, especially around co-parenting. But there's help with remote alcohol monitoring. Soberlink is the most convenient, reliable, and reasonable way for a parent to prove their sobriety. Soberlink uses real-time alerts, facial recognition, and tamper detection to ensure accurate and reliable results. With Soberlink, you can be confident that your kids are with a sober parent download a technologies to help with divorce resource guide that i developed with soberlink visit soberlink.com/dch
1: when you're selling your home you want to wow people when they see it or if you're not selling and want to enhance your enjoyment of the home consider simple elegance the team at simple elegance led by mary scally are masters at staging homes for sale or helping you design your interior for maximum impact Do what new home builders do. Call the staging masters, Simple Elegance, at 877-458-8254
2: and simpleelegancetx.com. In divorce,
1: real estate is one of the largest assets of the marital estate and it must be considered carefully. You'll want a specialist in divorce real estate to help you do that. You'll want the Gifford Group to help you uncover the unknowns and make informed decisions throughout the process. The professionals at the Gifford Group will help you get the facts, which will help remove the fear that can run high through the process. And you'll make better decisions. Get the facts and remove the fear.
2: Contact the Gifford Group today at thegiffordgroup.com. You've heard him on the show and gained valuable insight from him. And now get ready for more. I'm so excited that licensed professional counselor Tom Stevens is partnering with us to spread the word that life can get better. Tom and his wife, Jill, have been providing quality mental health for over 25 years. And friends, that's their passion. Search Tom Stevens Counseling on YouTube and Facebook for lots of great video content that will help you And your family. And to schedule an appointment with Tom, visit his website at tomstevens.us. That's tomstevens.us. And we're back with a secret ingredient. That's what I'm calling him Hirsch Sermon on the Divorce Coaching Hour here with me today. And we are talking about your finances. Don't be afraid stay with us here. You're going to love it. Hers is an awesome, awesome financial coach. And, you know, we're talking about who will I be financially when this is all over? And we're talking about divorce. Now, divorce, as if you've been listening, you know that I come at it from uh, some phases, considering divorce in the midst of it and coming out of it. And folks, really the um, the underlying message is we're really wanting to help you come through divorce if divorce is where you go in a healthy way. And we've been talking about recovery over the last couple of uh, shows, and we're going to continue to talk about recovery in probably every show because everything that you do today in your decision making about divorce is going to affect that recovery. And so today we're actually focusing in on the financial aspect. And it's not just like, okay, let's let's go in and tell you what credits and debits are and, you know, get into accounting 101 here, folks. It's not that at all. It's actually peering inside and understanding who am I financially and who do I want to be financially. And so that's what we were talking about. But where I want to go in the second segment with Hirsch is Why would I want to know that, Hirsch? I mean, why would I want to know who I am today, who I am in two weeks, who am I in 20 years financially?
3: So I'll tell you the first thing that always strikes me is, you know, if you speak to people, let's say in corporate America, they can tell you exactly what their salary is. They can tell you what their first job was, how much they earned. They can never tell you how much they spent. (laughs) <laughs> right? in the That's so true. Year. right? It's that <laughs> side of the equation that, that becomes so important to understand. So, for example, I've had a client say to me, we're almost there, Hirsch. He just said to me, how much do I want in maintenance? And I looked at him and I said, I have no idea. Well, you need to know how much you need to live as the baseline, right? I mean, how do I, even if I'm scraping by, what do I need just to get by on my essential spend? But we want to live our lives. So this is where it becomes so important. What becomes important to us? I've had clients that said to me, "Hirsch, I have to take a vacation with my girls every year. Well, she was used to taking about twelve to fifteen thousand dollar vacations. She said, I'm willing to do it at two or three thousand. Well, how do we build that into your life? How do we plan for that? How do we understand that in the larger time frame? Because it's got to come from somewhere, the money, right? Or am I wanting to retire at 65 versus 75 we need to understand those priorities we need to look at what do we want through the rest of our life and how are we going to accomplish those things and that's where the prioritizing comes in that's where that deliberate action or intentional living that you were speaking about earlier comes in so it comes back to planning and having a bit of a strategy so what is my baseline is very important what are the things i need and want in my life that are not essentials and how do we include those? So maybe we scale back a little bit as opposed to cut something out completely to keep it in our lives. But we need to identify those ahead of time. It's harder to settle in a divorce, as an example, get it, and now go, oh, my gosh, I should have thought about this. I should have thought about that. You can't negotiate when you haven't planned and, and you in this enormously stressful situation making these crucial decisions. We need to have these things laid out ahead of time, if that makes sense. Yeah, someone, so I think that becomes a very important piece of it.
2: Someone um a friend of the, the show says, you know, the two people who are entrusted with the most decisions within divorce are the two people that should be the ones not making the decisions, <laughs> right? Because very, you're in this emotional true. place. And so what I'm hearing you say and and help me make sure I'm getting it because this is really the crux, folks, it's the why you want to know this is okay, if I if I know what I want in the future, five years, 10 years, 20 years, retirement, vacation with my kids, um, a house, whatever that may be, and what do I need, i.e. health care, health care for the kids, college education, whatever those needs are, um, then that's what I want. Now we have to back into it and we have to understand, okay, and we talked about values for a minute um, to know those needs and wants, you have to really sift through what your priorities are. And absolutely, when we come to that place, the two people that need to be making these decisions, those two <laughs> people are usually in an emotional firestorm, right? In conflict. Right. We th- talk about this fight, flight, or freeze and they're coming to, and we're talking, you, they've got people say, well, how much, like you just said, how much do you need in support? I don't know, because they're stuck in their emotional brain and they need someone like yourself to help walk through. So if we were walking through that, how would you help someone, Hirsch, help them understand how would you walk somebody through discerning what they need and what they want and sifting through those priorities to be able to answer in a, in a way that their team can understand?
3: <laughs> right, right. and And I'm glad you said team because it really is so important. It, we've spoken about this before, and, you know, it sounds counterintuitive, but adding people to your team is cheaper and gets you a better result. But you need to have the communication, and that's a big responsibility on the person who, at this point, is in this fog of emotion that we've spoken about in the past. But I think, to your point, how do you do this? The first thing is you have to identify those those needs, and you have to identify your priorities. So the first need is... I need a roof over my head. I need to eat. I need all of these things. That becomes very, very important. That's generally called a budget. budget (laughs) That's funny. Generally called a budget. (laughs) Right. When I work with people, I want to know only your essential spend. That's your absolute baseline that I was speaking about earlier. Then let's look at the things that are important to you. That's where we identify all your priorities. What is you want 50-50 on the kids? Well, it could cost you more if you have them with you more often. You know, you really need to understand, am I going to keep a marital home? It might not be the best idea for you to keep a marital home because it might be too big for you and your kids are leaving in two years and it's expensive and it's not a part of town that I can afford or whatever it might be. But on the other hand, it might be the right decision, but you've got to evaluate all of these things and set these priorities. By doing that, you know what to negotiate for. So I'm just gonna pick a number to make it easy. Maybe I spend seven thousand dollars a month as my essential spend. But with everything else in there, it's ten thousand. Well my starting point is ten thousand. I know I can't go below seven. Now I've got a game plan. And now I've got to get comfortable with where I want to start and and kind of settle. That's one piece to it. I think the other piece to it is which often gets forgotten is People want to, so to speak, make it to the finish line and sign that document. But that's the beginning. That's not the end, right? Mm. When I sign that document, I've got to live with those results. So five years later, do I have a kid going to college, and how am I going to support that? Do I have a 14-year-old car that in six months after I sign the document, I need to replace, whatever it might be? I need to think beyond, and that's where a coach can really help you beyond what we've even sp- spoken about because they have that objectivity and the clarity to speak to you and say, oh, you've got a 21 or 22-year-old. Are they dating anyone? Oh, yeah, they're dating somebody. They, they, they talking about marriage. Have you factored that in because, you know what, they're going to come to you and ask you to contribute, right? These are all the factors that you need to walk through. So that's where I was saying earlier, understanding your essentials, understanding your short term priorities, understanding your long term priorities all become very, very important.
2: Yeah. And, you know, I'm we're talking about why would I want to think about this? Right. And I think you just hit it so uh, eloquently is the beginning. uh, This doesn't end when the docs are signed, when the divorce is final. That's just the beginning. And so why would I want to know this? Because you can't go back I mean, you can go back and negotiate some things, but for the most part, you can't. And if you do, it's going to cost you even more money. It's going to be more difficult. And so, this is why I want to think about who I want to be when I'm at, when my child is getting married and maybe coming to me and asking us for the money. And so, we want to think about that future state, and you've got to have a team around that. And, real quick, before we head into the third segment, you know again we're talking about these phases the considering divorce uh, in the midst and coming out now you can begin think this thinking at any time if you've been you haven't been thinking future based uh, throughout the tra- uh, your your process and you're in the middle of divorce you can do it right now you can pick up the phone you can call her and she will tell you how you reach him but one of the things i want to i want to um, hone in on is if you're considering divorce right now doing this work right now with a coach may in fact help you decide to stay in your marriage because this work, it is emotional. Hirsch said it earlier. You may discover some things that you didn't know about yourself. You may discover how important that future family together really is that maybe you've forgotten. Right. And, and that's one of the things that we want to help you do is stay in your marriage. I know it's the divorce coaching hour, but we also (laughs) want to help you in that thinking. Now, if you come to that divorce and you've given that consideration financially, you're going to be much more prepared as you move through the process. And that's one of the the things that I really want to draw out too. I often say there's I don't believe that there's in any perfection, but there's perfection in progress and preparedness. And believe it or not, in divorce, you definitely want to be prepared. And so, folks, we've been talking with her sermon. He is a financial coach. CPA helps people so much in this divorce process. And we're talking about uh, who you are financially and why that matters to divorce. When we come back, we're going to talk about some a few more specifics and exactly how to do all this. So stay with us. Here's today's two-minute tip you may have heard guest Susan Kiernan and me talk about responding versus reacting. We ultimately said that when you respond, you retain your power. When you react, you give it away. Let's stop for a moment and get familiar with the definitions. The basic definition of the verb respond means to say something in return and this most importantly, to make an answer. Now let's look at react. There were several definitions for the verb and here's what I saw in each counteracting change act in opposition reverse here's my takeaway respond to make an answer is simply that an answer yes no maybe but no counteracting no change no opposition etc to me that's simply an answer I'll say without emotion react I'll say it is with emotion Here's the power of this distinction between these two verbs. Often when we communicate with emotion in matters of divorce, especially we are reacting to what someone is saying or doing. We are countering it, wanting it to change, opposing it. We aren't simply giving an answer without emotion. Folks, please know this. Reacting is not going to take you to a powerful place. There's way more to this respond and don't react discussion than I can explain in this two minute tip. And I'd love to share if you'd like to know more about this, knowing this difference between the two and how you can even learn to respond versus react is in fact, very powerful. If uh, you do want to know more, reach out to me. You can find me at the divorcecoachinghour.com or email me at Christy at Christy You can also reach us on Facebook at the divorce coaching hour and on Instagram with coach Christy Stratton. And please keep listening each week for another two-minute tip, all to support you or someone you know who is facing or going through divorce. And please share this episode with those who will benefit. And friends, are you ready for it? We're going to talk the how of finances. (laughs) We're talking with Hirsch Sermon, a financial coach. And what we're talking about when I say now the how of finances We're actually going to talk about this, who, who will you be financially when this is all over, right? Um, And how we do that. I mean, the next thing it's going to be like, what is that? uh, Who's on first type of thing you're probably thinking. (laughs) But really what we're going to do is talk about some scenarios so you can actually see the application of how you might do this, thinking about what are my needs? What are my wants? What are my priorities? Getting my baseline first. What, what are my basic needs in that budget? Um, and then what is it that I want five years, 10 years, 20 years down the road, and then kind of backwards setting goals and plans, planning into that so that you do have what you need and get what you want in a healthy manner. And we thought, Hirsch and I thought, maybe talking about some scenarios to really apply this thinking would be really helpful for you. So with that hope, Hirsch, you have some ideas for us? Yeah, <laughs>
3: I do. I do. I, I think it's important, though, just to kind of reiterate, obviously, our planning ahead that we've been speaking about is has been an underlying theme, I guess, of our whole conversation. But Absolutely. Understanding your needs and your wants which are different is very important having that realistic budget. And I think in the way that I mentioned earlier, it really helps you understand your habits, which sometimes are not always the healthiest habits that people create. But, you know, one example, I think that becomes so important is that if you know your financial picture and you know, your wants and your needs, you can negotiate with more strength. You're not Mm. going to be in this fog of emotion. We've spoken about making crucial decisions, in a stressed out manner, right? You're going to have alternatives because you've thought it through and you're going to be able to secure your financial future in a much better manner than just kind of winging it. You know, if you want, I can give you a couple examples, but I I think having that deliberateness, that intentionalness and that planning is going to bode so well for the outcome of what's going to, you know, what's going to happen through the, the divorce process.
2: Yeah. I love that. Negotiate with more strength. And that's, you know, that's what we're talking about with this um, the the focus in on recovery, that return to health and negotiating with more strength. So important. But, yeah, I would love to hear some examples. Obviously, you know, we we're not sharing people's real stories and so forth, but just where you've seen this apply um right. so it can give us sort of you know oftentimes I, th- I talk about knowledge is power but i only believe that knowledge is powerful when you apply it so they may be sure. hearing it but now they hear it oh that's how yeah. she did it or that's how he did it and now i understand better
3: so we, we're going to change the name to protect the innocent is of that how of course gonna absolutely it? <laughs> right um, we will yeah so I mean, but you you need to understand obviously everyone has their own story and you need to apply this to your story. So Absolutely all carry you need debt, yeah. whether it's the marital home, whether it's whatever it might be. You know, but one example, um, a lot of people think that everything has to be fifty fifty and you know, I, I happen to be dealing with a client who seemed to be ex very rigid on that. Wanted to split everything fifty fifty. We're selling the house, we're getting fifty fifty, we're splitting the bank account fifty fifty, the retirement account, you know, everything was and she was a stay-at-home mom and she was scared about her cash flow she's like i got to get back in the workforce i haven't worked in 12 years how am i going to do this we don't have an enormous amount of cash enough to get her by a little bit but not an enormous amount and when we were looking at the priorities that we mentioned earlier um i uncovered really that her soon-to-be-ex was terrified of debt. when he was a kid his parents had to declare bankruptcy And they ate in food kitchens and all the rest, and they were carrying $54,000 in credit card debt, which I was amazed at with his fear. But anyway, um, and the negotiation strategy was, I know you're scared of debt. I will take all of the credit card debt, but I want two years worth of interest to cover so that I can get it paid off. Well, she did have enough assets to pay it all off, but 22 percent at two years, was an extra $23,000 in her pocket. That $23,000 went a long way in quelling her fear of the cash flow getting back into the workforce and all the rest because it was an enormous safety net for her that she wasn't going to earn all that she could in the beginning because she had to go through training and things, but it was the equivalent of about five months' worth of spend that she didn't have to think about now based on this now, you know, the outcome sitting there in a bank account. And she was able to focus what she needed to focus on,
2: which yeah, was
3: getting that job and getting the training.
2: You know, what's what's really coming to me here uh, is that, first, if she hadn't had you to think through this with her, and may I say creatively, um, uh, and even more so to have you listen And oftentimes we can't, we can't listen into our own situation. It takes an objective ear to listen and go, wait a second, let me, and then do this, ask the question, right? And so Mm -hmm. because she had you as that sounding board, you were able to hear, okay, this isn't just two people like at odds with each other. One has a fear, both have a fear. Let's see if we can resolve it by, as you said, negotiate with more strength. And so I can really see that powerful. But I'm seeing also, again, in that application, those questions, uh, and I'm just, I'm, I guess I'm asking you the question, when you began to go into the questions with her, uh, did something kind of break open to get her to think about who, who she was and what she wanted?
3: So, yeah, what when. The the exercise I do with them is I've got a list of things that usually people have that are important in their lives, and I ask them to think it through as to their priority as to how important each of these things are. But at the same time, because you're going to be negotiating for these things, you should be thinking about your soon-to-be ex, your spouse's thoughts around each one of those as well. Mm. So when the death came up, we had a discussion around it, and that's where it came up. So it was really not just not just walking a linear path, but almost like a parallel path. I want or I feel, and how does my spouse want and feel on those same items? Because so you can identify where you're going to have the hard negotiations, but at the same time, what are you willing to give up to get the things that are important to you?
2: And you know, you what know? I'll...
3: and as you said earlier, you can really the more prepared you are, the more you think about things and have alternatives, the more creative you can get which is going to bode well for your outcome as well.
2: Well, and that's and that's a great transition to what I'm thinking here, and that is really a large part of that health, that return to health. We're not just thinking about let me – we often throw around this idea of this $500 couch, right, that you're going to argue over mm-hmm. and you're going to spend all your money on an attorney because you, you know, one wants to get the couch because you don't want the other to have it. But in this situation, okay, I've got some help. I've got the secret ingredient. I've got her sermon. And we're thinking through this, but he's helping me even look like what does my spouse want? Okay, the fact of the matter, this marriage is over. We're 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 divorcing, but how do we then both return to health as we move forward in our lives? Because you know we have kids, we want to move on, and maybe have a second shot at a a healthy relationship. Those sorts of things, creating good. And I just see so much health in that thinking through it. But oftentimes, we just want to be one and done or fight. So when I say that, right. what do you think, Harsh?
3: No, I, I think you're 100% right. I, again, if you can look to the future and those are the things you want in your life, then you've got to think about, well, how do I get them? Sometimes, whether it's a financial plan, an emotional plan, whatever it is, there's steps that sometimes are needed to get there. And you know what? You're not going to get it out the gate first time and that's part of why it's so important to prepare because if you can live that lifestyle and practice and have those downfalls and get back up, when you sign that document, when it's all, so to speak, going live and ready to play the game of your new life, you already live that life. Whether it's a month, six months, whatever, you can do it better because you know what? once, as we've said, it's, it's kind of the starting line for the rest of your life. And it is a new family dynamic you've got to get used to. And sometimes you're going to be lying there on the couch and you're all alone and you're wondering what's going on. And there are so many things, you know, one of the things I do as well, which I think is very, very useful is I take that roughly 25, 30 page document called the marriage settlement agreement. And I distill it down into do, to into do's for people because people need to understand you don't sign and walk away, but now you've got to split the assets, and maybe there's a quick claim deed, and how am I going to do my quadro? There are always things that have to come to follow, and that's part of the game plan is looking forward as opposed to, you know, thinking it's kind of like life. We live our lives on a continuum. Things are going to change all the time. we just got to think a little bit ahead so that we can plan for them and be, you know, make those changes and adapt as best as we can.
2: Yeah, and absolutely that work done now wherever you are in the phases of divorce will build a better life, and you'll come through this in a healthier manner. And that's what I, I know I can speak for both Hirsch and myself. That's what we want for you. And so, um, Hirsch, I'm sure the listeners would want to reach you, and I know you've been on the show before, but uh, let's make sure they know how to reach you. How do they do that?
3: Absolutely. <laughs> the, the easiest way is through my website. I went through three major life cycles in about 20 months. And so I called the company Lifecycle Financial, and all you have to do is put a dot in the middle. Financial is the easiest way to get me. Go to my website, see a little bit more about what I do, uh, and reach me through Lifecycle.financial.
2: Hey, and that's easy, folks. Lifecycle.financial. And we're here to help you. We've both been there different. We've, we've established that divorce is unique. Our finances are unique. Uh, but Hirsch has the tools and the know-how to help you plan for the future, make better decisions, help you, no matter the phase you're in, help you come through this divorce or stay in your marriage in a healthier way. You guys, come on back. Segment four with Hirsch and myself will have some final thoughts. Don't miss it. And I want to share something with you that may help. I'm on another show here on KKHT. I'm honored to be the wingman on Courageous Christianity with Richard Mendele, where each week Richard and I talk about the intersection of our faith and the secular world. And together with interesting guests, we shed light on this critical intersection on spiritual combat and on the rules of engagement for Courageous Christianity. It's my belief that Courageous Christianity with Richard Mindelow can be another resource that you can turn to as you walk through this path of significant change in your life. So please join us. You can catch the show on this station, 100.7 FM KKHT, at 12 p.m. noon Central Time, Saturdays, and online at KKHT.com as well. Hey, grab your lunch and join us for both shows back to back, 12 p.m. noon for Courageous Christianity and 1 p.m. for the Divorce Coaching Hour. You can also find all shows under Podcasts, under the Programs tab on KKHT.com. Richard and I hope you'll listen in. As always, if you want to reach me, you can find me at the divorcecoachinghour.com or call me at 281-944-8043. We are grateful for you joining us each week and for your support. Who will you be financially when this is all over? And you may be wondering... What is that question even about? Well, you're listening to the Divorce Coaching Hour, and we're here with Hirsch Sermon. He is a financial coach. You can find him at LifeCycle Financial, and he works with people in conjunction with someone like myself as a divorce coach, uh, as a, a, a team that help people in this considering, in the middle of, or coming out of divorce, and. Thinking through this process, his specialty, as I've been calling it, his uh, secret ingredient—he uh, is the secret ingredient. Working on these finances, can, which can just be so heavy laden with, um, with emotion and so forth—and and we're talking about who will you be financially when the when this is all over—and we've we've looked at uh, the what that you know what that kind of is what we're talking about we've looked at why you would want to know about that because the fact of the matter your future is at stake friends and you need to discern what your needs are your basic needs are your 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 wants are and your priorities and think into the future not only for yourself but also for your spouse and your family going forward. And we even talked about the how with a bit of an application. And what I really heard in there was, you know, again, a power, power of a coach to have somebody kind of speak into your life, listen into your life, help you look at things from an objective standpoint. And as it turned out, uh, at least the story I'm telling myself, <laughs> the outcome was good. It sounded like, and it, it did s- sound like the outcome was better than it might have uh, might have been if the two people had not thought through the process that way and so now we come to the the document signed your divorce maybe it's been a couple months the dust has settled so to speak now what <laughs> now what is this whole who are you financially when this is all over even matter tersh
3: so no, now you you get to appreciate the stress dissipating and to live your life, right? Right. But it's not, as we said, something that now you start to do all the changes. At this point, hopefully, you've lived them for six months. You've started getting used to it. You've maybe done some tweaks along the way. You've learned a little bit more about who you are, which is always very important. Um, But some of the stumbling blocks that I do want to point out is that sometimes, you know, people focus on only one piece of their life. So, they need to understand, as we say, who are they financially as, as, as an entire person, which would include how, you know my bill paying, my debt, my budget, my net worth. All of these things all play in. And I think that becomes a very important piece as the, death, the dust settles to be able to understand all of these things and have thought through them and had a game plan with them.
2: Yeah, you know what I'm I'm hearing there is um and Susan and I talked about this in the last show and and of course you uh Susan introduced you and me. Yes. And so here we are and Susan is a fellow divorce coach and we we talked about some people may take a, a while through the divorce you know, thinking through it. And as they're going through divorce, they may take a long time even gearing up to maybe making that decision. And so that's why we talk about recovery starts now. That means now. That means right now at yeah. whatever moment you're at, because you can stop and change, choose to change and look at that future starting now. So as Hirsch was talking about, maybe you You know, came into contact with him. Maybe you heard this show six months into your divorce, and you're like, "Hey, this hasn't been going so well. Let me kind of change and start to grow and look at myself and ask myself these things." And so, as you're coming out, as the dust settles, then you're already healthier. And so, um, there's there's a lot to it. And you know, I got to remind you, folks, the divorce is an untying. Of that knot. <laughs> uh, and it's a, an untying legally that, that bound you in marriage. It's also an untying financially. It's not an untying of your emotions. The courts don't deal with your emotions. It's also a, a, a new knot, if you will, with regards to children and meaning, you know, co parenting plans and things like that. And so, you know, you've got all this emotion coming into a place. Of these decisions. And so hopefully you're hearing how important, um, and I'm just coming to this, you'll have a lot less dust to settle if you follow this path,
3: <laughs> right, Hirsch? <laughs> Absolutely true. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. So as we are wrapping things up, um, Hirsch, any final thought that's coming up that you want to share, you want to make sure the listeners are, are getting in this discussion or beyond?
3: I I do, and you know I joke about being this cold, heartless MBA CPA, but the first thing I always tell people is they need to be gentle with themselves. You can uh, come up with a million scenarios, why to beat yourself up in this, and the truth is um, you're moving forward, and you need to move forward and just be gentle. So the other thing to think about is or understand is change takes time uh some people are more versed to change than others which is the other thing you need to know yourself a little bit but you can't expect to live one way for 10 years 20 years even 30 years and then you know snap your fingers in the heartbeat be living a different kind of lifestyle so that's again another good reason to be planning ahead i think as you've said the sooner the better which means this moment you're listening to us now you should be having a decision in your head saying i'm going to change things Even once a plan's formed, again, you know, maybe you need to take steps to get it together. And so all of these factors need to be taken into account. Understanding changing a habit doesn't take a week. It might take a year for you. It might take longer. So all of these things, you want to hit the ground running as quickly as you can. Uh, All of these things need to be thought about and put into a game plan. And sometimes... You know, some people can do it by themselves, and that's great. If you can, excellent. Some people do need the help of an objective third party like yourself or myself to help them structure this and hold them accountable. I always tell people, sometimes I'm going to answer your question, and sometimes I'm going to question your answers. Mm, we need powerful. sometimes that objective person to really push us forward as well.
2: Yeah, and, you know, I, I think sometimes we may take the word objective and think um, – ouch, you know, but really that's somebody loving you with the truth, right? And helping you. And these are things that you can't necessarily see that someone like Hirsch has the experience to know, hey, this could be a big roadblock down the way. Uh, this could be a big stumbling block. The, we talk about that pit that you fall into uh, on the show, and it could be a bit Big Pit, and we're trying to keep you out of it. We love you enough to keep you out of it. Hirsch and I have both been there, and I tell you what, I say this often, where was I when I went through divorce? And so the things that we're sharing with you, is it's not to harm you, but yet to help you. And, um, you know, one of the things that I think, um, well, I heard you say in there, and I say it often too, Hirsch, that it's a moving forward. And I know it's a letting go and a loss, and there's a lot of change, and change, as her said, change does take time. But it's, it's writing a new life, um, writing a new chapter, and a new book, and a new story. And maybe you still want that old story, but the fact of the matter, the divorce is here. Why not create um, an environment that's healthy for the betterment of your entire family going forward? And these are some of the steps that you've heard in the show from Hirsch uh, that can definitely help you. And it really can start now. It is a challenge to do it on your own. Some people do. Yeah. But I would say, Hirsch, wouldn't you say it's few and far beyond? I mean, few people can do it on their own.
3: I I agree. And, And some people can do degrees of it, but to really move you forward in the way You definitely need somebody to be that accountability partner.
2: And there's that word. And I think that's what's lurking behind objective, uh, being objective, is that account? we really don't want to be held accountable. But here, folks, I'm going on record right here. You're going to want somebody to have held you to that accountable level because my life would look quite a bit different uh, if I had had that person. I tried to go it alone because I was stuck in that fear place. And I know so many other people I, um, who have maybe started coaching and stepped away uh, because they were afraid of that accountability, but stepping into that, which you're afraid of that's brave, that's courageous folks. And that's what we're here doing. You know, one of my goals as a divorce coach is to help you with your thinking. We, I call myself your thinking partner and you know, in large part, uh, Hirsch is like that, too. He's thinking through the finance side, right? I'm helping you think through the the overarching strategy and the emotions and your communication and decision making and really getting in and understanding what it is you want, who you are. All of it works together, though, uh, as your team. And so my guests like Hirsch. Definitely. He's he's right there with you. So, Hirsch, thank you for being on the show and sharing yourself the secret ingredient.
3: (laughs) It's always an absolute pleasure. I love your show. I appreciate you inviting me.
2: Well, thank you. It's fun to talk to you. And it's so very helpful, I believe, to the listeners. And, you know, they can go back and listen to those uh, the shows and and really, you know, I just encourage you folks, take some notes, write some things down. You don't understand it. Reach out to us. You heard her sermon, Lifecycle. Financial. You know me. You can uh, reach me through the Divorce Coaching Hour or Christy, uh, Christy at com. We've been there. Maybe not the same situation, but we want better for you. We want that return to health. We want that recovery for you. And this is what we've learned and this is what we've specialized in and we're trying to help you with that. So friends, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so grateful you've been with us and it's my prayer that this show helps you or someone in your life. Remember to reach out to us at the divorcecoachinghour.com and you can also find us on Facebook at the Divorce Coaching Hour or Instagram at Coach Christy Stratton. Thank you for listening to the Divorce Coaching hour, and I can't wait to be with you each and every Saturday from 1 to 2 p.m. right here on 100.7 FM, KKHT, The Word.